It is the 19th of November, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Dima Diva, Isa. Isa, how are you doing? I'm good. It's Friday, Survivor Series weekend. <laughs> I'm trying to be excited. I'm not excited about it, but I'm excited to see people attending the show. Maybe. Well, and Survivor Series has a whole new meaning this year. Yeah, because they, like what, what they mean by it is survive as in can you keep your job? Oh my God. I mean, like, <laughs> this is just insane. And I just want to warn people about this tonight. Like, we're going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to go through it. I think we're going to talk more of the highlights and the nitty gritty. There wasn't a lot of nitty gritty, perhaps more gritty than nitty. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I've been wearing sweatpants all day. I, uh, I, I ordered Olive Garden via Uber Eats, which I think is in the physician's desk reference uh, definition of depression. So, um, 1,000%. Yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> handling these releases well. Drake Maverick, gone. Hit Row, gone. Jackson Riker, okay, that one I can I can do. deal with. I mean, we don't yeah. want anybody to lose their job. No, no, you no, never no, root but... for that, but that is one that didn't affect me or shock me. Now, for me, John Morrison hurt. It yes, hurt. John Morrison. I mean, and, that's, and they just released his wife. Two weeks ago, who did not hold back on Twitter. You know, they probably meant to release them together, but he was in the UK tour. Imagine getting released while you're on the UK tour. I guarantee you that's what happened. Because when she got released, he was in the UK doing the tour. That is an interesting. Could you imagine that? It's like you got to deal with your own travel home. Like, you know, uh, sorry. But you can't wait to, like, listen, neither one of them should get released, period. But you can't even do it together. Like, imagine, right? She gets released. He comes home from the tour. They kind of, like, talk it out. You're married. You know how this goes. We're going to mm. be okay. He goes back to work, and then, boom, he gets released, and then you have to go over, like, this depression stage of you're both losing your jobs all over again. That being said, there's a new power couple free agents for, for any company to grab because I love both of them. They're so talented. They're so good. But, I mean, Hit Row. Hit Row just got called up to the main roster. And then B-Fab got released, like, five days later. And now the rest of Hit Row, gone. I mean, this is insane. They were just in an angle last... I mean, they just made their debut. What the F is going on here? And after the last releases, by the way, you heard a lot of people, like, just so demoralized um about wwe in general and now you have this happen with uh swerve scott top dollar adonis gone uh drake maverick gone john morrison gone shane thorne gone like like i, I don't want to be like oh well who's left you know do that do the obvious jokes but man it's just getting harder and harder to care about this programming we used to say well i tune in because i want to support my favorites yeah how many favorites are, are left on the roster at this point and not only that it's like are your favorites even safe at this point because i don't know that anybody is safe anymore like you know maybe maybe roman reigns maybe the four horse women i think those are the only people that i can see them not letting go by any chance but everybody else i don't know every time i think that they're I, I can't even, like, I, it upsets me. And the fact that Thanksgiving is next week, you have Christmas coming up. Like, I thought they'd be done with these releases. This is a weekly thing now? I don't I don't understand. Bless you. Thank you. Hit that mute button in time. Um, yeah, and there's never a good time. It could be like, oh, the release, you know, Arbor Day is right around the corner. That's very heartless. Maybe they were going to plant trees. Now they have to scale back their Arbor Day celebration. I think no, Arbor look, Day should be every day. It's true. 
It's true. No, look, there's never there's never a good time to release people. But yes, the holidays has an extra sting. It's extra shitty. But that being said, I mean, they are getting paid out during their non-compete. They're getting their downside for, I guess, what, 90 days, which is also weird because if they had the state of NXT, their non-compete was 30 days. Now it's 90, so they get more severance. But man, I mean, what I'm very curious about yeah. which one of them have 90 and which one of them have 30 days because uh, I guess Hit Row probably just renegotiated their contract. So they probably literally just went into a 90 day, maybe Morrison. I think everybody else has a 30 day. I don't know anymore. I think um, Taya only has 30 days. I can't wait to see her perform somewhere yeah. else. Now people are noticing the hat. The hats that were behind me are gone. I don't know where the hats went. This room might have been. Are them. those eggs? They're egg crates. So why do you um okay? Okay, so here's what I did when I moved. <laughs> we like we packed ourselves. We packed all our stuff, right? And um, my first thing was like, I'm not gonna do the boxes too heavy because we actually moved everything into storage and then had the movers still up at the storage place and only come right. to our house for the heavy stuff. So when I was packing things, you know, not clothes, but when I was packing anything like computer equipment, audio equipment, things like that, I started saying, Okay, how am I gonna do this so nothing is gonna break? Because my fear is losing something in the move or breaking something in the move so i got these text egg crates i would put them in the bottom i would essentially make like this layered thing and then when i had extra space in the box i would like fold them up and use them like packing material so my boxes were like extra cushioned at all sides i mean okay <laughs> did you ever do did you ever you know what's funny did you ever do the egg drop in science class in high school no you ever do that so they used to have this thing called the egg drop and what they would do is you would you would get an egg and you would have to drop it off the roof but you would have to design something to protect the egg and i always won that like one time i put wow. it inside a loaf of, i like put it inside a loaf of bread so it was padded like you i would build like boxes or and i always won the egg drop this was very much like the egg drop challenge uh but moving not a single thing broke that's amazing in, in puerto rico they teach us how to survive a drive-by in high school we don't protect any eggs <laughs> <laughs> we had to protect the egg. Not the weird parenting class thing where it's like, hey, kids, this is how hard it is to raise a child. Take care of an egg for a week, you know, right. and then practice safe sex. Because if you effed up the egg, oh, my God, I don't want to let you near a baby. Uh, but no, I think, uh, yeah, it was uh, the egg drop was it was a big challenge. I remember a big uh, cornerstone moment. But uh, here's the funny thing about moving. I've been wearing. I packed maybe 10 t-shirts, pairs of underwear, socks, et cetera, et cetera. I have a ton of boxes labeled t-shirts and different things, but I didn't label which were the ones that I'm like wearing versus like I opened up a box and I'm like an Enzo and Cash shirt, a social outcast shirt. I can't find my go-to t-shirts. <laughs> They're somewhere in this room. I, I've been working on trying to organize my closet for like two days and it's not a good idea. Now, did you get the paper airplane contest in school where you had to design the paper airplane that could fly the farthest? Shit. Um, maybe. I don't know why. For some reason, that sounds familiar. I might have done the paper. Air yeah, I think I did. And I always lost that one. Always lost it. And the kid that won always did some weird origami fold with it. And the wings had like wings on wings. Like I was always very envious of people's paper airplane skills. I used to run a, a little homework mafia in school where I would Ooh. do people's homework for money. And then depending on how much they wanted to pay me, I would do the homework. So like basically, if you just wanted to pass, it would be cheap. But if you wanted to ace the class, then it would cost you more. And then I would make them different so people wouldn't know that it was the same homework. It was, I make good money. Wow. It was like uh, <laughs> Michael in Greece too with his side yeah. hustle. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very impressive. I didn't know anyone ever actually did that. That's kind of oh, cool. Oh, I did. I did. And I made a lot of money out of it. Wow. 
I, I hated <laughs> doing my own homework. I would have paid someone not because I couldn't do it. I just never wanted to do it. Always being you know? a businesswoman. I was very lucky. In third grade, I refused to do homework. And my teacher said, well, he's very smart, so he must be bored. So we're just going to pass him. <gasps> I got skipped a grade. I can't remember oh, which see, one look it at that. Nice. It might have been third grade. I can't remember which one it was. Everything we're talking about here tonight, this is a textbook coping mechanism. Because, yes, it is. Like well, Olive Garden. I, listen, my coping oh my mechanism God. is alcohol. You with Olive Garden, I've been drinking. I, I just want to say this. Like we got back before we moved, we got Chevy's via Uber Eats. Um, Olive Garden didn't suck. Like deliver, like the breadsticks came in a nice like stay fresh bag that were warm. Right. Like it was not terrible. I don't mind their um, breadsticks. I yeah. don't. So, I mean, that's that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's something I got. We got macaroni grill the other night. That wasn't as good. They messed up our order. It was just a whole to do. But uh, so you've been drinking. I've been uh, yep. carb loading, which is, you know, yeah. that's how I cook. And as you can see, like doing this podcast, man, it's just taking its toll on me with WWE and the state of programming. For all it makes time. it very, very hard. And not only, I mean, the releases, obviously, is the worst part about this, but the lack of building up this pay-per-view that they have done. It's like, if you don't care, why should I care about Survivor Series? Why should I, I mean, I already have tickets, but why should I sit there and attend and be excited? And the matches that I'm looking, I mean, I know we'll get into it. I did like the video package for Becky and Charlotte. I did like that. Yeah, but it's that... just like, you had Shinsuke out there in a super pointless match. Why not bring out Damian Priest or do something between the two of them on Monday Night Raw? I don't know. Like, it feels like there's such a lack of care for this year's Survivor Series. And what, we're going to do a 25-man battle royal to commemorate The Rock? And what, the winner gets an eyebrow tattoo? Like, I don't know. Like, why? Why? I, I, listen, I have questions. <laughs> and, you, and you're going to Survivor Series. I am. Shut up. Okay, I can't back out now. That's nobody the best wa- part. Nobody wants to buy the tickets. I'm stuck. That's, that's <laughs> okay, but he said that's the state of WWE in a nutshell. Like, F this company. They're so bad. This is so stupid. This is so boring. But you're going to Survivor Series, right? I still have, yes, I bought tickets, and I'm still planning to attend. Listen, okay, do not judge me. I, 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 I have gone into this thing in the last few months since SummerSlam where I'm like, I'm gonna make up for the shows that I didn't that we didn't get to go to because of the pandemic, you know? And this one, like, why would I travel to Minneapolis and Chicago and do all this and not go to the one that's, that's literally true. on my backyard? Like that would make no sense, you know? <laughs> I'm stoked because I found out there's a drive-in movie theater fifteen minutes from us. <gasps> Oh. And I have not been to the movies in almost two years. So I'm excited we're going to go see Ghostbusters tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. Please text me a picture. I, I just need to see a drive. I haven't been to a drive-in movie theater in so long. That used to be, like, my most favorite thing to do. I think the last thing I saw to drive-in was a double feature of Space Camp and The Karate Kid Part 2. That's how long it's been since I've been to a drive-in. But I'm still, I was afraid about leaving my car running, so I ordered, like uh, – for my wife and I, pocket radios, like these little $15 radios we could plug our headphones into and then listen to the audio that way in the car so we don't have to run our car for the stereo. Oh, Glenn. I, I, come on. You don't want your battery to die. You don't want, you know, I don't know. It's going to be exciting, though. I'm very excited about this. More excited uh, than I was about much of tonight. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, this was this was a tough, tough, tough show, folks. Um, and, and here's the thing. Like, before we say, well, why get invested in a storyline? Now the talent might not even be there next week. That's the that's the issue. Why would you get invested into any of these people when you don't know who is going to get to get to keep their jobs? 
you know, and you see some people come out and you start wondering, like, even if they're being pushed, it doesn't guarantee anything. Hit Row in the hottest feud of the year with Jinder Mahal and Ice Ice Shanky. What had... were they going to do tonight? <laughs> so, I had a bad feeling about Hit Row when they got called up. I didn't think they needed to be called up yet. And we liked them in NXT a lot. And they were Hit bringing Row. something different into NXT. And I don't know. I, I, I Not a bad feeling like they're going to lose their job. I would have never assumed that since they just got called up. Moreover, they're going to ruin this gimmick. You know, and like, they... they literally ruined it maybe not maybe they gave them wings to go elsewhere and do it better you know i don't know but yeah we're at the point like aew should just have like a sign on the door it's like sorry max capacity right like can't can't take any more right hit hit us up in a year when contracts start expiring exactly Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Blanco, Australian, ten dollars. Hey. Is it just me or the women being shafted? I have fight TV, and the only matches that get interrupted, not shown in the picture and picture of the women's matches, get so annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine trying to be supportive of it. <laughs> I'm really surprised they didn't do the TBS tournament for full gear and have the finals there. I mean, as the finals, when do when do they, when do they start on TBS? Uh, January 5th is the show that's on New York, New Jersey. Yeah. So that so one I think is like January 5th. So they're not waiting till then. So I don't know why they didn't do it on the big pay-per-view. Um, Jax Callens, 499. <laughs> Wait, Glenn moved. Thanks, Jackson. Who's <laughs> been in my house, my new house. Uh, anyways, report says one hit remember had heat and the rest were released doing me in the crossfire. WTF really? Uh, I believe it was top dollar. And didn't he, uh, didn't he uh, tweet about this and said that he basically said, yeah, releasing BFAB was a mistake. Like that was his speaking up. Yeah. I mean, I, I read, I, I have read and seen so many things, but we're never going to see the, the both sides of the story. I mean, I, I'm sure we'll hear from hit row when they're legally allowed to speak out, but it's still not every size, every side of the story. Unfortunately. <laughs> James Potts saying he had the paper airplane thing at his school, and the teacher said there are no rules. All you have to do is write down how you made your plane. So I just brought up the piece of paper and threw it, and he won. That's amazing. I like his moxie. <laughs> Solid. Tonight, Tony Storm was announced as the replacement for Ali on the Survivor Series team, and they didn't even put her in the graphic on commentary. Tony Storm is where you see that shadowed outline. <laughs> like, they're, they're not getting invested. They're like, we're not going to make a graphic. She could be gone tomorrow. This is a multi-billion dollar company. Ooh, Tease Mini 3000, bringing the fire, saying, every time I see a list of WWE releases, I have only one question. Why isn't anyone in creative getting fired? Uh, well, for the record, I do think that the releases are not just talent. I think talents are the ones that we find out. But I know I don't know as far as creative goes, but I know that people behind the scenes have also, they've been doing cuts all across the board, not just talent-wise. Oh, man. It's just so crazy, man. Like all of this. Just says, oh, and Tegan Knox also gone. Like, oh, poor girl. Sake. Like she she had the two injuries, which is horrible. Such a talented girl. And I, you know what? Maybe there's a conspiracy. This is just the people that Triple H liked. <laughs> you know, they're just slowly getting rid of them. But then you do that storyline in NXT with the battery, remember? Then you yeah. completely scrap that to bring her to the main roster in a makeshift tag team that she was never even a part of and made no sense. And and then you just release her. I, I have I, I know we talked about how talented the NXT women's division used to be. It's not anymore. But I mean there's still talent there obviously, but it's not the strongest 
And I will say there's a lot of really good female performance in the free agency market right now. A company could make their women's division super strong. Impact has a great women's division right now. They could add a lot more talent. I'm I'm dead serious about this. If someone starts something and puts it on WeFunder, which is a crowd equity platform, it's not like Kickstarter or Indiegogo, like you actually can own shares in the company. I will put a like I, what little savings I have into investing in a wrestling company because I think that Thunder Rosa started her own. Did you see that? I did, I did. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, somebody's to a crowdfunded platform, and you know, I, I do have a day job. It keeps me busy, but I would. I'll do marketing consulting. Definitely got connections with podcasts. Like I know how to market a product. Like I think now is the time. I'm thinking about it with that that Drake Maverick video yesterday. Okay, first off, uh, Drake Maverick is a freaking genius. He had this ready to go. He knew this was coming because he had this produced video ready to post. He lampshaded like poked fun at his previous video when he was fired last year. Again, we still don't know if that will work, shoot, whatever with COVID uh, and, and that situation. But uh, not that he had COVID, but that he was cut due to COVID right. and then kept in the company because he won. Y'all know the story. But he releases this promo masterclass. Like this is brilliant. Him talking to himself, giving himself a pep talk and freaking John Cena. What a freaking way to... Uh. John yes. Cena retweeted this and put Drake over. Drake Maverick is a goddamn genius. And this is what I'm talking about. You could do a federation. Now, you don't even have to do live events. You could do yeah. all cinematic matches. You could have wrestlers produce their own promos, their own videos. There's so much talent, not just in the ring. But these are 360-degree artists that are capable of so much. And I would love to see somebody band them together to do a next-generation wrestling program that really fits uh, in the 21st century. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the sad part about this, as good as this video was, is that he had it ready to go. Do yeah. you know what it's like to work at a company where you have to be prepared for that phone call? Because yeah. I feel like we've all been there. Um, I personally went through it when COVID and, and my company started laying everybody off and you're just waiting for your phone to ring at one point. And the fact that he had that video ready to go goes to show you how the morale backstage must be for some people that they're just like, I'm just going to have my tweet or my video ready. Also, shout out to John Moxley. Hopefully he's doing well. But shout out to John Moxley for starting. I feel like he's the trendsetter of the video, you know, that, that breaks the internet when somebody gets released. Remember when he did the prison break oh, video? Yes. I feel like that changed the the how everything goes now when somebody gets released with these amazing videos and, and these performers are putting time and effort and production value into these videos because they know this is the next step of your career. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like, what does it mean to be a professional wrestler in the year 2021, 2022? I don't think it's about necessarily doing the road grind and yeah. just doing the tired old babyface heel storylines. I think we need to let some of these uh, men and women who really are storytellers, who really are filmmakers in their own right, start having more control over the content, having their own platform and being able to do matches that, yeah, if you could do it in front of a live audience, that's great. But, you know, to me, the biggest missed opportunity in all of wrestling is that, you know, the final deletion, even the cinematic ah. matches, that that didn't catch on more doing more cinema style matches like Lucha Underground would be thriving, I think, had they just been able to stick it out another year or two. Yeah, I agree. And the final deletion. Oh, my God. I, I, I never watched TNA a day in my life. And when I started seeing all these videos across my timeline from Matt Hardy, I remember just having to tune in just to watch his segments in the show. Yeah. Um, the wrestling is not 
good, two big guys, you're the good guy, you're the bad guy anymore. There's so much more to it today, and there's so many more opportunities for people that I, I, I love your idea. I think it would be amazing to see more people just step out of their comfort zone and start their own thing. Because this whole, oh, who's going to go to AEW? Why does AEW have to be the only option? Because it's the second biggest right now. Take them down, too. Yeah. You could really do a show. I mean, you could really finally, for the first time, do a show about a wrestling company and start yes. doing behind this. I mean, there's so much you could do. Um, I don't know. Like my my wheels get turning with this. If I didn't, if I already wasn't running a successful business, this is something I would be spending more time looking into because I think now is the time. There's so much talent. Someone could raise money for this easily. Uh, and Alonzo Smith uh, has a good point saying with a much smaller roster on WWE, it means we're going to see you get more and more rematches, I bet. And what's yeah. crazy is they're putting less and less effort. I mean, we had, um, we've had promos that had effort, but those are trying to seem fewer, fewer and uh, further between. Like they put effort in the recap videos, but for the most part, we get like these really half-assed promos. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know. They, even the only person that I feel like is safe, and he's my favorite, don't get me wrong, but there's nobody that could legitimately beat Roman Reigns right now. So you even become uninterested in that. And the best thing that you have going in the company is becoming stale because it's like nobody's going to beat him and you're firing everybody. So why why care? Yeah. The Z Lee promo tonight was the thing that they put the most effort into. The what? The Z Lee promo tonight. Oh, that was, yeah. yeah, but... Well, as soon as he popped up, I almost forgot that she was in SmackDown. I have forgotten that she was in SmackDown, to be honest with you. Until I saw that, I'm like, oh, shit, she did get drafted, you know? Which is, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they do these coming soons, you know? Um, it's yeah. uh, And then they just disappear like Elias. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, so tonight we open SmackDown. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. Uh, Roman unhappy about uh, the the King thing um, and the way he's being treated with the segment. Xavier Woods comes out and man, I mean, this was good, but tonight talk about just building up to the finish, right? Like, I mean, you knew that this was going to be the time tonight was going to be the night where Biggie arrived and we really got some heat behind their survivor series match. I didn't like this opening segment. I, I, the only part I liked about this opening segment was when Roman Reigns was like, "Who, who, who planned this? Like, this is dumb." Yeah. Because I, that's how I felt. It's like it's a bunch of silly looking props, and I don't know. I think Xavier Woods is absolutely incredible, and I love him as King of the Ring. But I didn't like the whole. Oh, I'm gonna break this silly kid looking props and make you cry about it. Like it, it just felt. Very childish, and I guess we were building to the whole Biggie thing. But Biggie came to save Woods. Why? Because they broke his crown that they probably have ten more of backstage, and if not, go to Baron Corbin and steal it. Like I don't know. I feel like the, I think Xavier Woods could have more powerful promo later on on the show. I wish he would have yeah. came out and say that and not make it about the silly props. Like this feels like a step up for Xavier, but for Roman, we talked about this last week. Like King of the Ring is is beneath him he is the top guy yeah. in all of professional wrestling yeah and i also laugh at uh, paul Heyman cutting his promo mentioning brock lesnar and i was like you do know he was king of the ring right like why are you saying that roman that brock could never be king of the ring where he's been there done that um but listen uh, that is nitpicking because you know paul Heyman barely ever misses on the mic but i was like okay brock was king of the ring and uh, it just felt it just yeah. felt childish to me and i don't even know if i was a kid watching that if i would have like really enjoyed it like i would have been like you're crying over your crown go kick his ass 
I love Xavier Woods, and I'm so he glad does. he has King of the Ring. But Roman Reigns, this isn't a direct comparison, but it's like Martin Scorsese or Robert De Niro never showed up at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt a little like for Roman, kind of like you're leagues above this. Agreed. I, yeah, yes. that's that's how it feels, and 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 I and I feel bad for Xavier Woods because, like you said, I like him as King of the Ring, but he doesn't. He's probably the least invested I've been in a Roman Reigns story, and it's also because this weird build up to Survivor Series. It's like, why do I care about this when that has nothing to do with who Roman is facing on Sunday? And, and so. in fairness to this, um, with King of the Ring, it's because. The King of the Ring gimmick, in like with Corbin, we saw this. We're seeing it with Xavier. They have them walking around speaking like they're the Sheriff of Nottingham. Like they make it kind of a comedy hokey gimmick. Yeah. You know, like it's not serious. And Roman is as serious as you can get right now. Exactly. So it it, it doesn't, Xavier Wood's energy as King of the Ring doesn't match what Roman has been delivering for weeks. And they tried to make it work today, but it looked, it looks silly to me. It looks childish. I didn't. I didn't like the opening segment, and that's. I'm. You know this. I'm barely ever critical of anything that involves Roman Reigns. Ooh, but it just. Yeah. It just wasn't it for me. It didn't do it. If Roman's losing you, WWE. No, no, no. Roman's not losing me. He would never. Roman, don't listen to Glenn, please. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Roman, well, okay. Let's talk about what it would take. Roman could come out and cut the suffering succotash promo again, and you're like, yeah, I'm still yeah. good. Roman still could spear my dad, and I'll be like, one more time. Like I don't care. <laughs> Roman could bring back the Funkasaurus gimmick. Come out and even do the dance with the hands, and you'd still be on board. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Probably throw one side him too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. the Funkasaurus. Uh, so who is going to take Sami Zayn's spot on the Men's Survivor Series team? Why did they announce this uh, this teams on social media to then go and completely change teams? What was the point? Was it? To, I I'm starting to think that WWE does things just to upset us or to get a reaction on social media. Yeah. Because you announce these teams and then you change half of them. So why announce them and, and make everybody mad about it? That being said, I'm a big Sheamus fan and I'm, I was happy to see him wrestle again. And I'm, I think I, I like Sheamus. Don't you like Sheamus? He's a nice fella. Sheamus is cool. And Bridge Holland uh, came out tonight. Oh, yeah. He win. did. He did. I was more excited to see Cesaro and Sheamus in the ring together and I was begging for a bar reunion. Now... Again, this isn't a comparison, and I don't want to begrudge anyone or say anyone should have lost their job over anyone else. But if we took a show of hands of the WWE universe, okay, what do you think the ratio is of people that were excited about Hit Row versus Ridge Holland? I think Hit Row had more followers than Ridge Holland. I forgot who Ridge Holland was tonight for a second when he first came out, and we covered these shows. I mean, this is where it's just kind of crazy, right? So when Jackson Riker or someone like that gets released, you're like, well, they weren't really using him, didn't really get over. Like, you, you kind of understand some things. Again, I'm not saying it's valid. I want everyone to keep their job. But with Hit Row, man, like, top yeah. stars, that being positioned for, for a top spot just on the main, you just got to the main roster. I don't know. So tonight, um, Sheamus won this match. I mean, celebrate with Rich Holland. So he's going to join Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, and Baron Corbin for Sunday's five-on-five traditional Survivor Series elimination match against Raw's team. 
which is Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. Yes, and then do you realize that in this fatal four-way for a spot to fight for SmackDown, three of them just moved to SmackDown from Raw. So why would they care? Yeah. The only person that has been on SmackDown the longest was Cesaro. Everybody else literally just came over from the draft. So why would I? I just don't understand this whole, I listen. <laughs> Maybe I'm just very sour at WWE right now because I feel very nitpicky at everything they did tonight. But can you blame me? Yeah, and it's like, oh, Jeff Hardy backstage, you know, getting into it with Corbin and Madcap Moss. Can 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 they coexist? <laughs> can they coexist? That's gonna be okay. When I make my crown funded wrestling company, that's what I'm gonna name it: Coexisting uh, Wrestling coexist. Federation. <laughs> oh my god! And you're going to invest in it. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so Aaliyah. And Naomi versus Shayna Baszler and Natalia tonight. Uh, Natalia and Shayna getting a win. Uh, it was a speedy, awkward count. Yeah, the Connecticut screw job. Yes. <laughs> like when? When do they get their triumphant victory? They don't. Apparently, and, and and now you put Natalia. <laughs> could, you imagine, could you imagine? I'm sorry, like this is dark. You strap in, folks. Could you imagine this keeps happening and Sonya's so bad, and then they keep thinking payoff, 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 and then you wake up one day and they're like both released. I like mean, that's that, the payoff. I mean, that's like that's the freaking company that we're like. Like I seriously thought I seriously and it, like this is no hyperbole. I was seriously like. Why am I doing this podcast tonight? Why am I covering Survivor Series? Like, and I'm seeing this more and more. WWE's alienating their fans, and I feel like they've alienated their fans for years, mm -hmm. but it was in this weird sort of like codependent relationship state for a long time where they would keep people we loved, but they would book them poorly, and we would stick around because we're like, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna one day, you know, I'm still supporting them, even though this really sucks. But now, like, you support somebody and they're just gone. Oh, we are 100% in a very abusive relationship with WWE, and we all have Stockholm Syndrome, and we cannot leave it. It's bad, man. Because it look at, bad. like, I was just telling you how disheartened I feel, but what did you say? You called me out because I'm going to be there Sunday. So it's just like, that's that's usually how it goes. And, and I don't know if it's ever going to come down to anybody uh, really, like, having any kind of fanfare backlash for them, right? And I was even talking about this earlier on my own um, stream where it's like, it's, if it's a business decision, WWE is going to get purchased, right? Let's let's say they're getting ready to sell. I don't know this, but let's say that. It's a business decision. A business person is going to purchase this company regardless of how ethical or unethical they are because they're a profitable company, well-known multi-billion dollar company. So why do they, do they care? They don't. They don't have to care. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, I've been reading this book, which I highly recommend. It's called Sellout. And it's about the 90s and 2000s music scene. And it's about a lot of independent bands like Green Day and Jawbreaker and the Donnas and At The Drive-In uh, who jumped to major labels. And it's interesting because in a lot of the stories, uh, for it's like with Jawbreaker or uh, Jimmy World is another one. They get dropped by their label. And you could be mad and be like, oh, Capitol Records dropped the band. And it's like, well, that record still exists. Like, right. you're still going to get to listen to that music. It's always there. In fact, the record label is going to keep making money 
off that mm-hmm. music because that's like the capital time the band's gonna keep getting paid. But it's like with WWE, it's so ephemeral. It's not like music at all. It's not like you could say like, oh well, Hit Row had a long and storied career, and we're gonna get to enjoy those matches and those no. promos for years to come. WWE, like if you're not in the recap at the build up to the pay per view, like. 99% of everything is forgotten about completely. You're only as good as the work you're currently doing. And that is a challenge. And again, not, not to keep coming back to this idea, that's where you, if you had a cinematic wrestling company and things where it was more like movies or things with rewatch value, I think you could really change the game. It's insane they put all this effort into something that is is discarded newspaper the next day. Right. Right. You know? It's very weird. Very, very weird. Uh, we had Jeff Hardy versus Madcap Moss. Jeff Hardy got the win. Yep. You, invest, you invested in Madcap Moss? Not at all. Not him, not his stupid jokes. But I will say one thing. I don't know what Adam Pearce's problem is. I don't know if it's because Brock Lesnar ripped his pants. But oh, ever yeah. since Brock Lesnar messed him up, he's a very weird man. Like, I don't know if he got, <laughs> like, a, I don't know if he got concussed. <laughs> because, like, first of all, <laughs> first of all, he wants Raw to sweep. <laughs> he wants Raw to sweep SmackDown, but now tonight he's rooting for SmackDown. And then Madcap is over there like making a joke, and he comes in. He's like, "It's not funny. You're gonna have a match tonight." And I'm like, "Oh, so we can't even laugh? Like, like that's the morale backstage that these guys are trying to have fun, and you don't allow them to have fun? Why? What team does he want to win? Because on Mondays he's acting like he wants Raw to win. On Fridays he's acting like he wants SmackDown to win. Not even the 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 authority, because I don't see him as an authority figure, are are somebody to get invested behind because they don't even tell you a good narrative over why they're rooting for one particular show or the other. Yeah. I don't get it, man. It's very weird. Um, Shinsuke beat Angel tonight, Rick Boogs. Good. He's kind of aping Freddie Mercury with that new sing-along intro. I was thinking about that. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. I am I'm excited for this match and I wish it would have gotten a better build though because I think that Shinsuke and Priest could steal the show on Sunday, but all we gotten is a video package and I mentioned they announced it on social media. We saw a video package on Monday and then we saw Shinsuke tonight, which I personally thought they were bringing him out just to do some kind of invasion from Priest, but that didn't even happen. Uh, I think they're gonna have a great match and I wish they treated both titles more importantly and put them on TV every week because you're putting things that make no sense and not paying attention to these mid-card titles that have such history behind them. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird time in the yeah. history of professional wrestling. Agreed. And it, what's strange about it is a year ago, I mean, during COVID, a time when so much, inter- during like the peak of last year, a time when so much entertainment was impacted, WWE did the best they could. And I think um, as much as we criticize the product, then I'm longing for the Thunderdome era compared to what they're doing now. Yes. And the problem is that back then, because they didn't know if we were ever going to get out of this situation, you know, we were all on that boat where it's like, is this going to end or is this the new normal? I think that's the reason why they, they try harder, but now you're selling tickets again. You're back on the road. Everything is back to normal in their world, so they go back to not trying. And they need to bring back Raw Underground, I think. Oh, my God, 1,000%. With Shane McMahon, with the dancing girls, and I would love to be part of the dancing girls. <laughs> so, Shane, please call me. 
<laughs> that's going to be the Fed. That, you know what I'm going to do when I start my own Fed? Yes. What's going to be like? I'm like, do you remember Raw Underground? Because we're really going to go for that vibe. <laughs> Please. Hundred percent. Please. I want to run like a betting, like an illegal betting gambling scene, like where people bet on the fighters. Like, oh my God, Glenn, we need to do it. Oh my God. So, I mean, Lucha Underground had a bit of that, but I'm talking full Kumite blood sport. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, I love that idea. Did, did you watch Bloodsport as a kid with Yes, KCVD? of course I did. Okay, so <laughs> you remember the whole thing where Frank Dukes like was a real guy and he won all these championships and he actually won the Kumite? Apparently, that was all bullshit. The Kumite never existed. Frank Dukes made all this up and he's like a barely trained martial artist. Like this was worse than finding out there's no Santa Claus. Why are you telling me this? I just felt the need to share. Like I didn't have enough heartbreak already? <laughs> the Kumite is not real. Frank Dukes is alive. I gotta, I gotta get off the show and call my dad. He, he <laughs> owes me an explanation. <laughs> okay, so let me just tell you, like, I was such a dorky kid. I remember, like, I met one of, um, like, my dad's friends who was, like, a Vietnam veteran. He was really into, like, martial arts. And I was just started talking about, like, yeah, so, like, yeah, like, Kumite, right? And this dude just looked at me like I was just, like, the biggest, like, loser nerd. He, like, humored me. Like when he's trying to talk to me about actual martial arts. And my point of reference is Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits yeah. and punching a dude in the nuts <laughs> in blood sport, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. Because as a kid, that's our knowledge of things. Like everything I know, everything I knew probably that I didn't learn in school, probably still everything I know that I didn't learn in school is probably for movies and TV. 1,000%. I, will, I still remember, and I was so young, and I still remember the day that I found out that wrestling was not real. Sorry, chat, if you weren't aware. Wrestling is not real. But um, I was watching Lucha Libre, like the capital sports promotion in Puerto Rico with my dad. We watched it together every Saturday mm -hmm. morning. And my favorite wrestler, his name was Ricky Santana, was on an angle where it looked like they burned his face. And I started bawling like hysterically because I thought they had burned his face. And my dad had to break the news to me that they didn't burn his face. It was okay. And it was fake. And I remember that conversation so clearly. <laughs> You know, when like you believe in these things and then when you find out they're not real, that, that stays with you. You get traumatized from that. But then there's weird stuff that sticks in your head. Like I was talking about Danny Aiello the other night. In my mind, I thought Danny Aiello was legitimately Madonna's father and Captain Lou Albano was legitimately Cindy Lauper's father. Like in my head. Hilarious. <laughs> like I, I think Captain Lou is Cindy's dad because I've seen that girls just want to have fun video so much. Like that's yeah. just forever burned in my memory. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know it's very weird it's very weird the way that these things just stick with us um so shitsuke won that match backstage with the build-up for shotzi and sasha banks can they coexist no nobody can coexist wrestling federation c w f i already got my company name i'm so happy right now <laughs> it's a good idea it's solid <laughs> um so were you surprised Sasha got this win? I mean, I feel no. I don't know what this feud is doing for Shotzi. And I love Shotzi, but I, I want to see her come out of this looking like an equal. And I think she's looking like a lesser than. 
if you want her to look better, then you shouldn't not have this turn happen on Sasha because they're not going they're not going to let Sasha lose. It's it's the same with Becky. You know what I mean? I, you didn't let Becky you didn't let Bianca go over Becky. I doubt anybody's building is beating Becky. I feel the same way about Sasha because I think once the Survivor series build up is over with, I think it's going to be um Sasha going for Charlotte again. So they yeah. have to make her look strong. So you need to start building secondary women's storylines to where you can have this this heel turns be happen and be effective. Well, so tonight you have Sasha win offer the hand shots. He takes the hand and then Sasha does the backstabber. Yes. <laughs> so you can't like whatever. Right. <laughs> I love both these women, but Me too. Me too. Is, is this a storyline? Like, is this a storyline? I mean, I don't know. No, no, it's not. And, and, and there was nothing wrong with seeing how she was being perceived. I don't understand why. They had to turn her and try to change her character. And I hope this doesn't affect her in the long run negatively. I just don't think that going against Sasha is like a guaranteed loss for whoever that person is. Unless you're Becky Lynch. Where's the tank? Uh, it's at the shop. <laughs> she was over. Why did they do this? This makes no sense. Uh, agreed. I think it's because... The first time that we saw her on the main roster with the tank, she had Tegan, and maybe now they're just trying to get you to forget about Tegan because obvious, obvious reasons. Um, Zia Lee's story tonight, comic-style vignette, talking about her dad passing away, an evil landlord, and uh, defending and fighting her for a family taking out the landlord. I thought this was cool. If they go somewhere with it. If they go somewhere with it, it's very cool. But if you watch NXT, I guess they assume that the audience that's watching SmackDown doesn't watch NXT because compare the viewership, right? But if you watch NXT, this I don't think this was ever introduced to us from her character in NXT. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, these people, we see them get drafted. So it's the same people that were watching on Tuesday just coming over to Fridays. Why change everything about them to that extreme? And with the story, are they going to pay it off? That landlord not. Ha- had a daughter and it's Carmella. <laughs> Glenn, stop. (laughs) The sad thing is that I actually think this is how creative come up with their storylines. Like they were like, oh shit, we gotta pay this off. What do we do? Carmela, she has nothing to do. Okay, she's the landlord's daughter. You know what, though? That would be more storytelling than WWE normally Yeah, they, they, that, we're getting too creative. Save that for <laughs> save that for my company. <laughs> CWF, Carmela <laughs> is going to be the landlord's daughter. <laughs> that would be like a feud, bro. Like, remember in school when you got picked on and all these things? That was me. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Just done. Like, yeah, the most, like, arbitrary payoffs to all this shit. You know, um, who's in that? Who's in that SmackDown? No, well, no, that can't because we don't know where Asuka is. Maybe Asuka is like oh, the Jesus. landlord. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Jesus, that's <laughs> such a terrible idea. Like, <laughs> please let it be Carmella, not Asuka. That's, that's no. So... I want Asuka to be like the landlord's like mistress. <laughs> WWE kings of sensitivity in this modern age. <laughs> at least we're smiling 
Oh my god. I don't put any <laughs> Look at the chat. Who is the landlord's daughter? Find out next week on CWF. <laughs> we already have storylines. I love this. We just need a whole roster and money. Seriously. <laughs> uh, Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair had a little face off. Yeah. Um yeah, Tony Storm, who they didn't have time to put on the graphic. So <laughs> Um, I'm excited for this. I just wish like you weren't doing anything with Tony Storm, and then she lost a couple of matches, and now she's going after Charlotte Flair. But listen, it's a new contender for Charlotte Flair, and we're seeing Tony Storm on TV, so I guess there's some good in this weird storytelling that they're doing with her. Because I haven't, I've been confused about how we're treating Tony Storm since she got called up. Tony Deville uh, continued tonight with a storyline that's starting to make me very uncomfortable, lashing out at the ref. Uh, okay. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that I was like, is this necessary? I said this last week. Like, if I'm Sonya Deville, I'm saying, can I please be mean to a white woman? Like, just to not continue this narrative that you're... Like, can, can my thing just be that, like, I'm, I'm a jerk to everyone and I'm really mean and controlling? Does it have to... Like, the optics on this are really not good. Not at all. Just as bad as the music festival video package we saw on NXT. Yeah, it's up there with facepalm. This is in bad taste. <laughs> like, I, I just... I get it. Look, Sonya versus Naomi is going to be a great match if we ever get it. I wonder when that's actually happening. Is it going to happen? I mean, it's gotta, right? I mean... I don't know. Sonia is the landlord's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's so evil. I just want I just want the reveal promo where they're like, you know, growing up my, my family owned property all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> yeah, they're really gonna have to explain it. They're really gonna have to find a way to like connect the dots. Yeah. As it were. <laughs> Oh my god, this is why are we having more fun trying to book this than the entire three hours of wrestling we watched tonight? <laughs> oh my god, it's just so. Uh, the recap about Charlotte and Becky, like, this was good. That's why I'm tuning in Sunday. That's why you're For tuning sure. in. Do you think they're, the, but can they coexist? <laughs> yes. Well, and to see you in the audience, of course. Oh. <laughs> Singing, well, I wasn't singing Judas yeah, sing for Judas. the record. I was, not, I was not singing Judas. Uh, everybody's like, I saw you when you were singing Judas. And I was like, I was not singing Judas. I was pointing at the Puerto Rican flag that Santana and Ortiz had that you couldn't see at the moment. That's why I look so happy. I was like, I look like I was living my best life. It was for the Puerto Rican flag. There you go. Um, yeah, I think this match is good. I think the champions versus champion matches are going to be very, very good. And I wish they all had the build-up that Charlotte and Becky has, but I also think it's because of these backstage rumors that they just have it out for each other that makes this that much more interesting. Yeah. I like this champion versus champion SmackDown Raw. I just wish they would just call it bragging rights. That's all there is. It's not Survivor Series. Yeah. Jude Jacobs saying Tony D'Angelo should be the landlord. <gasps> Stop. I love that. Yes. Yes, he should. I'm still like, like the releases and tonight's 
mediocre SmackDown really overshadowed that Tony D'Angelo opened NXT last week, and that was the last we saw. I mean, I'm a, I just uh, somebody mentioned him, and I'm over here checking his Twitter to see what he's tweeted since I haven't. Okay, he hasn't really tweeted much. Okay, I hope. And I okay. want that Dexter Loomis painting of Tony <laughs> with the fish. Yes, want that painting. That was a good painting. Such a good painting. Um, so, uh, Xavier Woods out cutting a promo tonight. This um, promo was better than what they did in the opening segment. Yeah, again, but this is Xavier going up. Like, this works. Good for him that he's in this with Roman, except the whole point of this is to get Big E more emotional investment in his Survivor Series match with Roman Reigns. So he's out there uh, waiting for the Usos and Big E throws the Usos out and comes out and then starts attacking Roman. And I mean, good for Xavier Woods, but he's he's like the, the side dish in this match. Right. Yes, he is. And I don't think that Big E stands a chance against Roman Reigns. So why should we be invested? I think they're going to put on a good match. Big meaty Absolutely. man slapping meat. We love that. But, <laughs> but don't Google that, everyone. <laughs> do if you're, in, you know, listen, do listen. It's the weekend. Google it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think that Biggie is going to beat Roman, and that's the thing. And and I was talking about that even with Britt Baker. Once a champion becomes that dominant, then it's easy for you to not get involved in anything that they do because you know they're gonna win no matter what. So just sign up for the good match because Roman Reigns has been putting on great matches. But you know who's going to win? He's gonna smash him. Did you watch Roman on the Jimmy Fallon show? I did not. He was on Jimmy Fallon. Becky was on Colbert, correct? Right. He he looks so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so handsome. He talked about his kids. He talked about WrestleMania. Talked about Bad Bunny. Oh, nice. for that. Um, so, yeah. Just thought I'd mention that because I thought he looked beautiful. Oh, if, if people looked at your search history. Did you watch Bad Bunny on the Latin Grammys last night? No. Oh my god, he had he had a like he was on fire, like literally. I don't know how they did that special effect, That's but cool. it was awesome. He had a really good performance. Nice. I guess we should talk about Rampage. I'm trying to see what's in my search history now because I've got. Oh God! Uh, I was seeing earlier tonight is the TV show Atlas with Linda Lavin streaming. I was searching that. Uh, what else? Uh, I was looking at the Papa Don't Preach video the other night. There was that. I was looking up Avril Lavigne. She has a new single out. I was curious, how old is Avril Lavigne now? And then I was listening to Michelle Branch after that. And I was realizing Michelle Branch's album came out 20 years ago and I felt really old. Uh, fake firefighter. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Cause I, oh, my God. Because when I was watching Bad Bunny in that on fire, I was looking for a picture of a fake firefighter and I was going to tweet it and be like, this is me pretending to be a firefighter to save him. Um, 212 area code, because it was an infomercial tonight, and they were like, call 212 COVID-19. And I was like, wait, hold up. The 212 area code is, nobody could get it. So I wanted yeah. to know how these people managed to get the 212 area code. So I, I, I Google 212 area code tonight. Chambers uh, versus Cesaro, best of seven. It's on <laughs> <laughs> you googled that? Yes, because uh, I wanted to know if I was if my memory was serving me right that Sheamus had a three and zero lead. Remember? There and you then, go. And then Cesaro came back, and then they had the seventh match. Uh, yeah. 
I was looking up Orphan First Kill, the sequel to or the prequel to Orphan that's coming out in January. They doing know? a prequel? Yeah, and and Isabel Furman's back, who's now like in her twenties, and she's playing the kid again. No, hold on, I gotta go to IMD. Okay. Yeah, and they're good. They said they're not using CGI. They're gonna use like makeup and forced perspective and stuff. Well, did you see that? Well, you did. Did you watch Halloween Kills? I did not watch Halloween Kills yet. So, uh, spoiler alert, people. So if you don't want to hear it, don't hear it. But I think everybody knows about it. But they brought back like Doctor Loomis, but you know the person that played oh, yeah, Doctor Loomis Pleasance, passed away, yeah. right? Yeah. So they ended up just doing it with prosthetics in a person that had his body built. It wasn't CGI because everybody was talking about how good it looked. But it wasn't CGI. It was a real actor with a bunch of prosthetics to make him look huh. like. Um, and it's really good. But I was like, it's too good to be CGI. Like, that was my whole... And I was like, but he's not here anymore. Like, how did they do that? And it ended up being uh, an actor with prosthetics. Wow, that is cool. I, I You know, I think old school effects often age better mm-hmm. than computer... Because computer effects now, you look at effects from 20 years ago, what was quote-unquote cutting edge 20 years ago. Right. It don't look that good uh, on uh, most TVs. Wait, what's he, the name of the new orphan? It's called Orphan First Kill. Oh, wow, that's an aggressive yeah. name. I well, I know. Well, it's about her first. If yeah, I'm not going to spoil the movie Orphan. If you've not seen the movie Orphan, that movie's so messed up. <laughs> that has the most batshit crazy twist <laughs> of like that's easily like in the top five craziest twists to a movie's oh I've ever seen. Oh my god, I already love the poster. I gotta, I gotta find out more about it. Okay. I'm very okay. excited about this. Somebody in the chat said that our conversation right now is better than all the wrestling tonight. Yeah, I'll believe it. Why? I'm, <laughs> I'm looking through. I'm looking through my Wikipedia history. That would be the most embarrassing. Oh my god! Imagine. Like I'm like, why did I read a Wikipedia article on the band Smile Empty Soul? Uh, <laughs> You know, like I'm just looking through this and I'm just like, yeah, it's it's a lot of um it's a lot of or, or like here's my other thing too. I watched the new James Bond No Time to Die this weekend. And okay. sometimes when I'm not paying attention to a movie or I have trouble following it, I'll just go to Wikipedia and read the synopsis up to where I am Same. in the movie mm-hmm. to kind of fill me in. I've on done it. that. Yeah. So uh and I watched the uh director's cut of Rocky Four the other night. That was very good. So I was reading about that. And then I was reading about the Degrassi the Next Generation promo that was the Shark in the Water music video from 2010. Apparently I read a Wikipedia article on that the other day. Um yeah, the new Insane Clown Posse album. It's just, you know, maybe, maybe what was it what you say? Uh 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 big men slapping meat. Big That's- meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> 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 that should be a t-shirt you should get that on teespring so i was um my week it, it was biggie who said that um he was on the new day podcast and i think xavier woods and kofi kingston were talking about like their dream matches or like their favorite matches and they were talking about like technical matches ah. and biggie um no, yeah, they're dream matches. And Biggie said that his dream match was Goldberg. He's like, I don't care about five star or anything. I want to see big meaty men slapping me. <laughs> I don't know why, for some reason, that phrase stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I like like people always make fun of me because like all my favorite wrestlers are like big. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't like smaller wrestlers. It's not that I don't like them. It's that it takes a lot for them to like win me over. I'm I'm a big meaty man slapping me kind of girl. Things stick with you. Over time, we have a lot of cats, and we often refer to them as sweet kitties. And the reason we do is because somebody said a phrase in a business meeting once that rhymed with that in a business meeting. 
And it has become a big inside joke with myself and my wife for, it's given us joy over the last five years. That's hilarious. God, I love a good inside joke. Yes. That's, that's I, meant nine, to, I meant to tell you before we continue that I'm doing a, a video for my YouTube channel. I, I started this series called Tales from the Island where I talk, talk about like true crimes or things that happen in Puerto Rico. Nice. And the next one is about a hotel fire at the DuPont Plaza. And it was on New Year's Eve and it killed a bunch of people. It's interesting. The, the, the point to that is that I'm researching on Wikipedia about it. And then for some reason, I click on the link, like, deadliest fires like that happened at a hotel. And yeah. my entire Wikipedia <laughs> search history right now is about hotel fires and death. Jesus Christ. So that's great. But it's for research purposes. It's not a <laughs> <some> psycho. <laughs> Tell that when, when you get that uh, Patriot Act warrant, you know, when you feel like. <laughs> I'm not pulling a Mr. Glass. This is right. uh, just research. Um, so let's talk about Rampage. Oh, yeah. We should get to that, huh? <laughs> I'm not one to say things seem random, but I never thought I would see Darby Allen wrestle Billy Gunn. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> uh, and then Billy Gunn is out there with Sting. They're just facing off, and I'm like, 120 years old between the two of them. That's the future right there. Wait, really? Because yeah, Sting's like 61, isn't he? Yeah, and he's gone like 58. Uh, yeah, holy shit, you're right. So 119 years between them, I believe. Yeah, so I put I put that on Twitter and hashtag the future. Wow. Because if WWE does that, they will get shit on. Oh no, Sting's 62, you're right. 120 years between them. Holy shit. Wow, my drunken math was good. Okay. Not that I doubted you. I just, I, no, no, you Sting doubted me. 61. It's okay. It's okay. I doubt me. I thought sometimes. Sting was 61. It was in my head. And also in my head, uh, we were watching the documentary on Alanis Morissette last night on HBO. And in so my good. head, I realized, in my head, I'm like, I still think it's 1995. Same. I'm like, this is new music. Like, why are we talking about this in the past tense? Yeah. Yeah. Did you go <laughs> see uh, the musical before Broadway shut down? Jack and the Little Pill, the musical? No. It's very good. It's very entertaining. You saw it? Yeah, we saw it. We were in New York like December of 2019. And nice. so we saw like all the Broadway shows then. And that's uh, just got to hold us over. You know, the thing about people that live in the New York City area is that we never do what the tourists do. So a lot of times Which people crazy. that are not from here have done more than what we do. Like I avoid Times Square at all costs. At all yeah, I, I don't do musicals very often. I, I like I and, and when my friends visit, I try to take them to the non-touristicky things. I think the most touristicky thing that I like to take people to do is walk the Brooklyn Bridge because that's one of my most favorite things to do in the world. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, see, my plan in Vegas when everything opens back up is I love a bargain for entertainment. So. I want to get the last minute tickets like on StubHub oh when people are yes. trying to unload like Elton John tickets for $20. Like, yes. 10 minutes, you know, because you're standing right outside. You'll be exactly. right. I done that. Exactly. I done that. I got into the Royal Rumble that was in Philly. The one that Asuka and Ronda yeah. Rousey showed up. Remember I went down to Philly and I was like, you know what? If I can't get anything, it's a two hour drive. What, what, what's, what's the problem? You know, I get a, I get a nice, cheesesteak sandwich and yeah. i did that and i ended up getting good seats for like i think they were like 10 bucks and it was funny because i vlogged it on the drive down there yeah. they were like 250 dollars, and then i was like standing outside the arena just yeah. waiting 
we did that Moulin Rouge on Broadway. It was that same trip. Moulin Rouge, like the VIP ticket, someone was trying to get like $500 a ticket. We got yes. it for $50 a ticket. We were in the yes. third row. Like we could see like spittle flying in people's faces. It's crazy. Uh, it's, 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 you get a high out of that. It's like gambling. You literally get a high out of it. I, I do it all the time. People well, it's like Black Friday that. and Cyber Monday. People have the same thing. It's like you buy shit you don't even need. Maybe you barely even want it, but you're like, oh, but I'm getting a great deal. Exactly. Have you, you seen know? those new Amazon stores, like the Amazon return stores? No, no. Tell me more. Oh, my God. They, they have, like, these stores throughout, and, and they just sell, like, return items from Amazon, but a lot of them are still, like, perfectly fine, and you get them for, like, $10, $15. People, like, line oh, up. Wow. People know when they're restocking it, so they just line up outside at, like, 8 a.m., and they're going, no, but they're walking out with, like, Apple Watches, AirPods, laptops oh, wow. for, like, $10, 15 bucks. I still have the patience. It's like this Xbox, this I new Xbox. I want one. And uh, finally, I got the stupid financing thing, which isn't a great deal because I'm like, it's going to take me more time to find one out of that. They call it Xbox All Access. You're essentially prepaying right. for a Game Pass. So the math doesn't work out. It's not, you're not getting as screwed, but getting a console only is impossible. I was like, I can wait weeks or I can just do this now. You realize that our conversations tonight have been as random as Darby wrestling. Billy Gunn. I think our conversations make more sense. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but so this is about Billy Gunn and Sting. I thought it was about Darby getting a win because he just came out of two big That's losses true. with Punk and MJF. But why give him Billy Gunn? Like, I guess, I don't know. What do you think about QT Marshall fighting CM Punk in his hometown next week? Oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait. This is the match that I wanted to see. When CM Punk came back, I said to myself, I cannot wait to see him wrestle QT Marshall. And here we are. Cool. How was that for sarcasm? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's like, and we'll talk about this. I really like, uh, really like Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet tonight, but rampage ain't exactly tearing it up in the ratings on fridays like this is the show they booked tonight do you do you want to see cm punk wrestle qt marshall in chicago his second because first of all all out is not in chicago hoffman states it's not chicago i don't care what anybody says but okay let's let's consider it chicago the same way people say hoboken is part of new york city okay that's what it is but the second match, CM Punk is getting in Chicago. I would have rather them let him talk, open mic, him and NJF. I will find that more oh, yeah. interesting in Chicago. Then, then I guess a lot of people are going, he has to wrestle in Chicago. If you're going to make him wrestle somebody that nobody wants to see, then let him cut a promo. That's more important. Or let's have CM Punk versus Colt Cabana in Chicago. No, we can't do that because, you know, can they coexist? <laughs> <laughs> I hope hope Raj doesn't listen to this show. He's going to, like, fire us all. (laughs) Whatever Raj is doing tonight, let me guarantee you, he's not watching SmackDown and Rampage. (laughs) He's getting ready to come to New York. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, So let's talk about Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet tonight. Let's talk about it. (sighs) I think it's going to be Jade versus Thunder Rosa. I do too, but I have very mixed feelings about this match because I've been wanting to see something a little bit longer from Jay just to see how she's doing in ring wise, you know, because there's so many rumors that she's still a little green, she's learning, Mm. and they were giving her so many squash matches, right? 
But at the same time, while we did get that, seeing herself for Red Velvet uh, while she was doing a great job, it didn't make sense to me. It's like watching Roman. It's like watching what the Undertaker saw for Rey Mysterio. You know what I mean? Like that's what that felt like to me. It just didn't make sense. And and I like Jade a lot. And I like Red Velvet a lot. But I just didn't think that she it should have taken her this long to beat um, Red Velvet. Red Velvet did had a very good counter at one point in which I thought for a second she was gonna win the match. Yeah, I don't know why they're not giving. Why do they give this match more time? It's just odd. I feel like AEW, as much as publicly they say they are trying, and and gosh darn it, Tony Khan wants respect and recognition for all he's done. For uh, everything. Tony Khan, like, oh God. Is he an only child? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? It was a legit <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. Um, I don't know who's going to win. I could see Jade winning it. I think Thunder Rosa, I would like for Thunder Rosa to win it, but I feel like they're really building Jade. It has to be Jade. Yeah. She yeah. Looks, she looks like a million bucks and she is it, but I just don't know how I feel. Like I wanted to see her sell more. And then at the same time, I'm seeing it and I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Jade should not have to sell for anyone just based on the way she looks and carries herself. Like I do not think that Red Velvet could physically hurt her. <laughs> and so next week, Daniel Garcia is facing Eddie Kingston. On Rampage. Yeah. Because he interrupted him backstage. <laughs> I want I want nothing but great things for Eddie Kingston. I feel like this better be like a pit stop to a big marquee feud. Oh, Tony Khan is not an only child. Okay. How many how many siblings? One. Oh. I really want it to be like succession. I just I just want like, you know, because it'll all make sense. Right. <laughs> All makes sense. Succession is the high point of TV for me weekly. I think we're caught up on every other show. We finished uh, season three of You on Netflix last night. Oh my God, so good. It's good. It, it started off slow, but I really like how it ended. I, I did too, but I, I like that show a lot. It's just like, it, it, don't you feel weird to sympathize with the serial <laughs> killer? Like, you don't think that like, they make him so freaking lovable. Oh, in season one, uh, with what's her face, we were like, he could do better than her. Like, he doesn't deserve it. No, why is she, she? She doesn't deserve this man that wants to kill everyone for her. <laughs> it's such an effed up show, but uh, it's I know. very entertaining. It is entertaining. I really, I really like that. It's very different from the books. So I don't know if you read the books. No, I downloaded the books, but I've not read them. So this season is completely different to how how the books go. Did you know that the actress that plays Love uh, is dating? The guy that yes. plays the son next door, who's Which actually makes, older. He's yes. older than she is. But he looks 12 on the show. Yes, I did know that. And it makes sense that they had that chemistry because I, did, I didn't I did know watching it is when I found out about it. I think it was on my timeline. And I was like, that makes sense because they really did have a good chemistry. They did. Um, anyhow, back to, yes, back back to, to wrestling. <laughs> we should just get back on stereo and just talk about random. I know. Well, look, here's the thing. Our numbers, our live numbers... Ain't haven't gone down tonight since I, I think oh, so people are, enter, are entertained by us I've, I've been saying this for four out of the five years I've been doing this podcast. This isn't a wrestling podcast, this is a wrestling support group. I oh my god, it's so funny that you say that because when I live stream on my channel, I always say that I sound like Joe Gacy too. I'm like, this is a safe space, we're all gonna hang out, vent together, you know, like talk about it. Like, I think on Wednesday, I, I. 
I was drinking on my stream, right? <laughs> Wait, because why really? not? Yes, I was drinking, and I ended up saying that I thought Matt Jackson was cute. That's how drunk I got. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Now nobody's going to let it go. Every time he shows up on the screen, I get tagged on so many tweets, and I'm like, I need to delete that stream I mean, from existence. I could do worse. He's not, you know, I'm not a bad-looking guy. Oh, really? You, you think he's up there? Well, I mean... I'm just happy I'm, that somebody's validating my feelings because I even put out a poll in the middle of this drunk stream and 75% of the votes says stop drinking now. Only 25% of people agree with me. <laughs> I may have voted in that. I don't remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you, imagine, could you imagine if Twitter made public the polls you voted on? No. <laughs> because... <laughs> Like, that's what I hate about Instagram. Like, I don't ever vote on anybody's Instagram because I'm like, no, because Instagram exposes. They tell you who voted what. Twitter, Twitter respects your privacy, man. Matt Jackson looks kind of like the second best looking guy in like a late 90s pop punk band. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not the cutest member of Taking Back Sunday, but he could be like the second cutest. Yeah. Yeah, I see your point. I mean, yeah, he, he could be, he could he's be like the bass than player. He's brother. Well, uh, but uh, he could be like the bass player for Yellow Card, you know, and it'd okay, be like I see you what know. you're saying. Not yeah, the not, lead singer, not, but he'll yeah. still get some here and there. Yeah, and F Mary Kill, maybe he's the Mary, you know, in that because he's kind of safer choices and have that bad boy quality. Right, right, yeah. right. Who who will we kill? F Mary Kill. <laughs> okay, Glenn. F Mary Kill, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole. <laughs> We well, <laughs> I mean, Adam Cole has that rugged handsomeness. So, I mean, I think we know what category he falls into. What, you're marrying Adam Cole? No. No, no, no. Oh, you're, Adam, oh. No, okay. yeah, you know what's up. Do the math. <laughs> you know, Matt, you know, again, because, you know, you know, I, I would be worried. Like, if I married Adam Cole, I'd be worried. He's too hot. Sure, he's a little short, he's but he's he's like too got that rugged handsomeness. I'd be afraid he'd be unfaithful all the time. But with Matt, I think Matt's like, just good looking enough, but not so much that I would be like threatened or worried that he would leave. Right. Like, what are you, why haven't you responded to my text? It's been 20 seconds. He's not that, that cute. Right. Yeah. And Nick Jackson, sorry, bro. Like He's in this equation, killed. it's nothing personal, but in this equation, we see how this shakes out. Right. Agreed. All right. That was great. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, but listen, people in the chat saying this is our best podcast yet. Could, we need Alfred here to weigh in on this. Alfred would have kept us on track. That's the problem, that Alfred's not here, so we're all over the place. <laughs> You're all hyped on freaking carbs. I'm kind of drunk from my cocktail, so... I We ordered two bags of breadsticks, which was insane, because they like pack them seven with things. I probably had seven breadsticks on my own tonight. Like, like like a fiend running out of dipping sauce, like just scraping out the inside of the container with the breadstick. What like dipping sauce did you get? We got marinara because that's the only vegan one. Oh, that's right. Because I was gonna say, but you don't, you probably don't. Eat. I like the five cheese one that they oh, make. Yeah. They mixed it with the marinara. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, can't do that. But uh, <laughs> I might have a problem with food. I mean, well, me too. I have a broken stomach, so I don't get along with it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, man. And then uh, the doctors be like, you're better off on a liquid diet. So that's why I drink all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they meant by a liquid diet, but I'm sticking with it. I feel like 
Like someone should do a study on how I can have been vegan for 20 years and still eat so poorly. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like I almost should get like some sort of award for this because I went vegan. I was at the area two tour with Moby and like David Bowie played. There it was like great show. And I was hanging out at the pita tent. I was talking to this girl that I was quite enamored with. And she was, I was explaining I was vegetarian. She was like, why don't you go vegan? And she was explaining how easy it was. She was like, you know, Trader Joe's has vegan chocolate chip cookies. She was telling me all these things. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to go vegan. I thought I was going to look like Moby. I thought it'd be the scrawny emaciated looking dude, like being a vegan. And no, that has not worked out that way. My sister went on this like I hope she's not watching, but she went on this like vegan, <laughs> vegan kick for a little bit. And when I visited her, I remember like she would give me like the most unhealthiest things that were vegan. And I'm like, I don't think this is what you're supposed to be accomplishing. Like she was just eating junk food. I'm like, okay, why don't you just stick to how you were eating before? Because this seems even worse. It was vegan, but they were very unhealthy, high calorie options. And I'm like, oh, I could just sort. Point? I could eat Oreos all day. You know, that's, what she, that's what she had. She was like sitting there eating Oreos. And I'm like, how is this healthy? And she's like, oh, they're vegan. And I'm like, really, sis? <laughs> ben and Jerry's has 11 vegan flavors of ice cream. No, it was it. I'm so glad you called it out because it was the Oreos that I was talking shit about. She will sit there and eat Oreos all day. And I'm like, how is this a diet? Yeah. Oh, you could just chug olive oil. That's vegan, too. Um, main event tonight, Adam Cole, <laughs> my... Uh, you know, not a husband, but you know, I'm down. Uh, right. I'm cool and Bobby Fish. DTF. It's all about the DTF. If I had to pick, gun to my head, if I had to pick, just saying. Okay. Uh, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus Jurassic Express, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Always a pleasure to hear Tarzan Boy. Um, were you surprised that Jurassic Express won over uh, went over tonight and won this match? Yes, I am. And I'm tired of the only thing that Adam Cole... Adam Cole, Adam Cole has done since joining AEW has been Jurassic Express. Hmm. You don't, you don't think that's like getting old? <laughs> uh, I mean, Jurassic Express. We've talked about this. Like they haven't been the tag team champions. I think that both Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus um, have been massively over. Like it is a testament that they're getting this opportunity to face off against you know, the number three hottest new talent in AEW, number one being CM Punk, number two being Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole's number three. They are setting this up for the trios championship. Mm. Yeah. Because Christian Cage came out with the worst I'm going to save you run I've seen in a while. Like, he took forever <laughs> to get down there. I'm like, come on, Christian Cage. <laughs> like, no one, if, if, if my friend's coming to save me like that, I'm on my own. Like, we've talked about this before. It's like wrestlers in a ladder match trying to get the Money in the Bank briefcase. So stupid. You all need lessons or excuses for why you can't do things faster because you're like, like half-assed lollygagging like there, way towards things is not impressing. There was one year my friend took a sign and he was sitting right on the hard camera and the sign said, climb faster. And he was at a TLC pay-per-view and I was like, that is perfect. Climb faster because that's what we're all saying. Same with the hot tags. Like when you're going to tag somebody in, drives me crazy. Because <laughs> they're sitting there like, ooh, ooh. Like me, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. Like, like it's, uh, yeah, it's like so. And did you know no. how you can tell if it's a fake or if it's a real tag? Do you know the trick? Please, please don't break okay. my heart again. You're already giving me too many truths tonight. <laughs> if a tag team partner is in the corner and he's putting out his hand, palm right. down, fake tag. Palm up, real tag. Wow. 
Yeah. Where's the mind blown emoji? Like somebody, I picked that up, I think on Reddit maybe five years ago. And now every time during a tag match, that's all I can pay attention to. I know. Now you just changed my enjoyment of tag team wrestling forever. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and speaking of half-assing, because, you know, tonight we're just going there. Um, I had this debate earlier with my wife. If you are half-assing something, mm-hmm. is the fact that the half-ass part you're doing, is that bad? Like you're half-assing it? Like, well, clearly you're pulling half of this out of your ass. Or would whole-assing something be the good thing or would that be the bad thing? Like that half-ass part, is that the good part or the bad part in the half ass? It depends on what kind of ass you have. If you have a nice ass, <laughs> then if you're, half, <laughs> if you're half-assing, then the ass part is the good part. You're the only person on earth who takes the concept of passing literally. Because, like, what if you have a really, like, <laughs> I guess I took it too literal. Yeah, I I'm see your talking point, but... figuratively. If somebody says, Issa, stop half assing it, it's like, well, do you want, should I be 100% assing it? Or are you saying the ass is bringing down the other part? These are the things I think about and have <laughs> arguments about with my wife uh, during wrestling. That's amazing. This Couple's goals. About. How long have you guys been together? That's a reason why. Uh, 17 years. Exactly. Because you have these kind of conversations that other couples are afraid to have. Well, it was like the other day blew both of our minds when I realized the word window has wind in it. I knew that. I caught that in. And English is not even my first language, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it takes a while. You know, like, that Be- yeah. that Beatles record, Rubber Soul, just got that that was like a play on Rubber Soul of a Shoe like a year ago. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and this is the way I say it. I go, oh, I get it. Because like that, that's literally how I process things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Sometimes we're all a little slow. It depends on what we're talking about. Sean Wiley, $5. I know that like Jade, but her and Britt having the two top women titles as heels is not totally good, but I could see Jade turning face eventually. What is going on with Ruby Soho? They brought her in to the company so on fire with so much momentum and fan support. And what is she doing? What are they doing with her? her Isn't she um, wrestling? She's still in the tournament, no? No, I thought she got knocked out of the tournament, did she? No, no, no. She's still in it. No. I thought the final. I thought. Is it uh, she, yeah, she's going against Nyla Rose. Wait, that didn't happen yet? I don't know. I thought that happened already. Don't put me on the spot like that. I don't cover Wednesdays. <laughs> okay. Wait. No, I think she's still in the tournament. I, I, now I got a search. I'm pretty sure she is. AEW. I don't know what I'm looking for. The chat room will, will have her back on this. Of course they do. They're the best. See, she's still in the tournament. In, the, still tournament. in the tournament. Well, they're not putting it on Rampage. The A-Show. Why is it the A-Show? Because that's the one that we cover on Friday. <sighs> Listen, Wednesday, um, did you see that NJF and CM Punk are going to have a feud? I saw, and instead he's wrestling QT Marshall in Chicago next week. Okay, but that is a dream match, Glenn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like, like, who gets angrier tweets and comments from AEW fans? You or me? <laughs> uh, I I actually tweeted tonight about how I met Cutie Marshall's dog at All Out Weekend, and I've been thinking about this dog every day ever since. That's the most interesting thing about Cutie Marshall. And in your Google search history, how to steal a dog. No, um... <laughs> there was two dogs outside of Whole, Whole Foods today, and I wanted to steal them so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay let's 
cookie. My wife made me unfollow the local animal shelters where we used to live because I would constantly be like, it's up for adoption. Mm-hmm. We could get another cat. Yeah. I have like this theory. So my dog is very clingy to me. Like, wow. and, and I have a theory that don't ask why, but I feel like if I get another dog, he'll get better. <laughs> it's just um, my reasoning for getting another dog. <laughs> He'll yeah. probably kill. He'll probably kill that other dog as soon as I give it attention. But I just want to test it out and see how it goes. You know, um, we <laughs> had half of our cats for like two years before the second batch, and right. um, there's some territoriality. Like it's just now after they've been together three years that they're finally coexisting. Can they coexist? Can they coexist? No, Glenn. You don't understand. My dog has bit. My entire family when they yeah. hug me, like when they hug me, like they yeah. come to Don't hug me to get, say hi. Do not if get another dog. If he's on my lap, he will. He bit my sister. He bit. He has bitten anybody that comes near me. So I'm like, I don't know if maybe getting another dog will help. Your dog is gonna murder that other dog. I know. Okay, I it's, won't do it. Yeah, it's not gonna be pretty. <laughs> what about a cat? You know, cats are tough. I know. Yeah. Is, there, wait, is this a stage right where you just really want like animals fighting over you and your love? Listen. Yes. That's where I'm at in life. That and the CWF chants on the chat are the best thing going for me right now. Oh, man. <laughs> so that was Rampage tonight. Good on yeah. Jurassic Express. I mean, it is what it is. But look, WWE... Like, and I don't know why we're giving them advice. I mean, aside from, like, hello, Tony D'Angelo, to win everything. Uh, aside from that, the advice that I have, stop bumming everybody the F out. Like, because it's really just killing any interest people have to watch your programming. And also kind of bringing down the mood about wrestling in general. Yeah, it's... um. They just make it very hard to root for a company that we have been fans of for so long, you know, and... I just want to enjoy. I just want to enjoy professional wrestling and they just make it very hard. And I don't understand how a company of that level can function in such a random, sporadic way where it doesn't feel like they even have a plan. Yeah. Well, and and this is apparent. This isn't like, oh, well, you know, plans change before the pay-per-view. It's like, no, we've got Hit Row versus Jinder and Isai Shanky one week and then Hit Row's gone. They had added Hit Row to the Battle Royal or the tag team something. The day that they got released, it was announced on social media. They were added. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was a tag team match. It was something. They were added to the pay-per-view. And then they they released them. You know? And John Morrison hurts for me because, uh, A, he was in Survivor. And I'm a huge Survivor nerd. And, B, he made Bad Bunny just look so good. That entire feud and and that Canadian destroyer outside of the ring that Bad Bunny did, it looked good because (laughs) Morrison sold his butt off for Bad Bunny. And he's just like, I don't know. Besides, he made some amazing hit singles with The Miz. I forgot about that. Hey, hey, hop, hop, brinca. (laughs) Doesn't that seem like A-plus material compared to what we're getting most weeks now on Raw and SmackDown? That's the thing, right? So I tell people that I really started watching wrestling probably like around 2014 and they're like oh you didn't watch like during the good years which i watch on and off i'm talking like watching non-stop but it's like when i go back to 2015 i'm like we were getting some good wrestling then compared to what we're seeing now and people thought that that sucked back then you know what i mean (laughs) i don't know nxt in 2015 oh the best 2015 2016 oh my god 
I don't know. We should just smile because it happened. Yes. Okay, Dr. Seuss. I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> we are going into an hour and a half, and I think we this is the least we ever talked about wrestling. Jesus. I get the weirdest. Like, has anyone noticed that spam text messages have just gotten so much, much yes. worse in the last year? Yes. I got a bunch today, and they were so random. And you know you can report them. You can forward them to, like, spam. You can send it to, like, spam with numbers. So you have to, like, click on the text message and then forward it and send the number. And then it was helping a bit, but it's like, I just got another one. Like, how does this keep happening? Who is it? Oh, they want me to claim a free bottle of something. So I'm forwarding it to 7726. Uh, I think it's a supplement. Oh, I can reverse aging. Okay, if it was alcohol. If it was alcohol, I say try just in case, you know, but. Yes, it's never alcohol. <laughs> so, yes, sending that to AT&T. Um, okay, cool. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This might be our last podcast. <laughs> no, Raj. no, he, he needs me to do Sunday, so I'm good for Raj, Sunday. Raj is not going to – he doesn't want to cover this show, so he can't – he has to uh, – <laughs> He has to keep us. But in just in case. I'm going to get a text. It's like, you said you were going to do what with Adam Cole? And I'm like, it was a game. I was asked my opinion. Maybe that, you know how I like to clip a piece of the podcast to post? I won't won't do it. I won't do it. Okay. I I love your reaction. You're you're like, don't you freaking dare. Not. Now, I'm not ashamed. It's not about shame. It's just, I I just don't want to have to defend my decision to marry Matt Jackson. Right, right. It's okay. I, I feel drunken me feels better because the internet was very mean in during my drunken stage about how I like Matt Jackson. But before we go off the air, I just want to put it out there that tomorrow night, anybody that's in New York for Survivor Series or anybody that's local, I'm going to be at Legends Bar. We're going to have a jobber talk panel. There's a couple of people from the wrestling, you know, content creator community that we're going to be sitting there talking wrestling. And there's an after party. Go to my Twitter account. I have the pin. The tweet is pinned and you can RSVP there. It's free. You guys just show up. So and come hang out. Issa will be taking photos with everyone on the panel and everyone she meets to post on Twitter to trigger uh, certain anti-social <laughs> So that I can get called. Why did I get called fake news wrestling media? Did you see that, Glenn? I, I did see that. Did you laugh? <laughs> Fake news wrestling media. The, uh, getting oh. together to tell the narrative so that we can all review. <laughs> can you, <laughs> you know what? This, like, <laughs> how? Tell, tell me you don't get laid without telling me you don't get laid. Like, that, like imagine just friends coming together to have fun before we all attend. I mean, some people don't leave their house, I guess. There you have it. Uh, she said C- NYC Team and CWF. CWF for fake yes. news wrestling media. <laughs> NYC Team and with Steve with one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Bye, guys. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.